Welcome to Your Finances with Kevin Seven here on KSEV, a show about finance and retirement planning. And now, here's your host, Kevin Coogley. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is Your Finances with Kevin Seven. Kevin Seven is the name of the firm. I'm Kevin Coogley here in the studio with Gary Knight. And we will take your questions live on the air if you have any. It's 281-558-KSEV. That's 281-558-5738. And yeah, Gary, this yeah. is going to be uh, last live show probably for a while on Sundays. We are going to be moving to Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock. But even if you're not listening to us live, you might be streaming our podcast out there. Don't worry about it. We're still on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify Podcast. So yeah. feel free to follow Kevin Seven if you search in any of those podcasts. K E V I N S, the number seven. And also our website is kevin7.com. That's K-E-V-I-N-S, the number seven, dot com. And we're here to give you a fresh perspective on your finances. Maybe here's something that you haven't traditionally heard, give you some new ideas. And always, we try to update you on the markets and the economy and see where they are headed based on what is currently going on right now. So, Kevin, Kevin Seven, before I forget, any what's the age limit? The age limit? Can, can you be as young as you want? Oh, or you as can old be as, as you young want? as you want to call in. Now, obviously, in order to become a, a client, you have to be a certain age. Usually, I think any contract law in most states, that's 18. But, yeah, we, we take calls from everybody, and it's never too early to start investing, obviously. Now, this so. is what, have you been, you've been keeping up with all the, the um, programs that we've done. What are we up to now, at least We're, on this time slot? Yeah, this is episode number 11 that we've had. Oh, Can wow. you believe that? That's three months. Yeah. Wow, tell me something more about, uh, and you did this earlier in the show, maybe last week or the show before, about Smart Investor Pro. Are you, what, what do you have to do with this? Yeah, well, if you go to our website, kevin7.com, you can see there is a, a couple of buttons on the front page. It's a, one that says Smart Vester, and you can schedule an appointment. <clears throat> now, Smart Vester is a program with Dave Ramsey, who used to be on KSEV. I remember. And, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's now on XM Sirius, and then you can find him on YouTube, Rumble, and also Apple Podcasts. And so he, uh, we're affiliated with him, and if you could go to kevin7.com, you can – schedule an appointment with us. And the whole point we follow of having this relationship with the Ramsey Solutions is because we're such a big proponent and believer of his baby steps. He has seven baby steps, but believe it or not, it's Kevin Seven. And then you have the Dave Ramsey Seven Baby Steps here on KSEV 700 AM. Is that is that enough sevens for you, Gary? Yeah, you know, I was getting confused on how far you're going to go with this. Yeah, right. So the seven baby steps, number one is pay off all, uh, well, baby step number one is get $1,000 in savings. And then baby step number two is pay off all credit card debt. Oh, yeah, I got to do that. Yeah, pay off, interest rates are ridiculous for credit cards, so pay those off. And then baby step number three is you put three to six months worth of your income, build that up in a savings account. And then baby step number four is you put 15% into your employer's retirement account. And that's when we start working with investors through the Smart Vester Pro program after they've been in that baby step number four for a while <clears throat> so that they can help we can help guide them through a financial planning process i tried to get my cash register to open up here oh there it is just well, checking the money out <laughs> there, there you go so yeah we have just so you give you a background of the firm we <clears throat> we have three core principles on 
my staff, number one is have fun. Oh, yeah. Number two, help others. And number three, be profitable. So if any of those three get out of balance in any company, I think that it's, it's not going to be a good thing. So we try to have fun, help others, and be profitable. And one of the things that we – a theme that is ongoing through the firm, Kevin Seven, is we forget the past, uh, past mistakes. We don't dwell on them, and we reach forward to the future, and we recommend that to be the case for any type of investing. You learn from your mistakes, but you don't dwell on them, and you continue to reach forward to the future. And we've, we've done a fantastic job with results and we given the analogy before with financial planning and investing for retirement, financial planning is the roadmap. It's kind of like if you use Google Maps or Waze or Apple Maps, if you plug in a destination, it'll show you the pathway that best helps you reach your destination. And that's what a financial plan does. Your goal in retirement is to have a certain income. That is the financial plan that will help you do those steps in the retirement planning module. And the so that's the analogy with maps and a financial plan. And also, if you're in a car, you got to have gasoline. Gasoline. So the gasoline is the investing. One without the other, it's really not going to work. So you've got to make appropriate investment decisions in order to have those goals reached. And, you know, we can speak in generalities here on this show since we have a broad audience. But, you know, specifically, if you want to have that looked at for you, because everybody's different. God made everybody different. Mm. So... Everybody's got different retirement ages and different kinds of things that they want to do with their money. So that's why we all, always offer to any of the listeners of the show the opportunity to schedule an appointment through the website, the smart. Uh, go to kevin7.com and you'll see the schedule an appointment. And we can see if it's what's appropriate for you on an individual basis. Yep. That sounds good. Uh, how about the markets? Are they positive or we won't talk about them for last week? Well, it's actually, you know, the uh, last week, last five days in the NASDAQ, it was actually up 1.24%. And we talked about NVIDIA last week oh, yeah. on Sunday, last Sunday's show, and that they were going to be announcing earnings. So that was the biggest name Within Wall Street, when you hear any of the analysts talking or any of the talking heads on a cable show, they more than likely mentioned NVIDIA. And that is the hardware company that is the primary driver for AI, artificial intelligence. And wow. Did they do a heck of a job? And I heard the CEO talk a while back of NVIDIA, and they, they made a big bet and within the company, and it paid off. They doubled their revenue from a year ago, Wow, which is pretty incredible. How many companies can say that? No. And then you've got, they operate at a 71% profit margin. Wow. Which is incredible. So... We talked a little bit about this before. They own the intellectual property and the, their actual hardware or the chips for most of NVIDIA are made in Taiwan by Taiwan Semiconductor. But this stock has been absolutely fantastic throughout the year. We've had it within the Kevin 7 portfolio. The Kevin 7, we have a portfolio of seven different stocks and NVIDIA is by far the top performer in the Kevin 7 portfolio. And I've made fantastic decisions but this in the past, but this has been a really good one because the stock year to date, well, uh, it is up 209 percent. Wow. So, is that it, one of your stocks? Yes. It's one of the stocks that are in the Kevin 7. In the Kevin 7, if anybody would like to see, again, we can schedule a Zoom call and I can show you the results in the past of how the performance has been. It, and, and you might hear this on one of our 
plugs throughout the, the show or here on KSEV, but it's doubled the S&P 500 over the last 15 years. So wow. the S&P 500, it stands for Standard & Poor's 500. It's the major index. You know, in the old days, they used to speak more about the Dow, and that's 30 stocks, right? The S&P right. 500 is broader and it includes NASDAQ stocks rather than just Dow Jones Industrial stocks. And so most people have this as an option, the S&P 500 in their retirement plan. If you have an employer-provided retirement plan, then you more than likely, if you're younger or you're years and years and years, five-plus years away from retirement, you'll want to be invested in the S&P 500 or some equivalent form of the S&P 500 so that you have the exposure to the markets and you know the US stock market has outperformed any other investment choice out there uh, as far as an index goes and the major indexes so that uh, is a fantastic way to invest in your retirement plan and once you Turn the age of 59 and a half, even though you still are working, you can roll it into something and get more hands-on money management. You can roll your employer retirement plan into an IRA and still work with your company. Usually, most companies' retirement providers allow you to roll after the age of 59 and a half, so that you can get more hands-on money management with a financial advisor. And then, of course, you would still contribute. Keep your contributions going into your retirement plan. If you're doing 15%, which Dave Ramsey recommends is a minimum of what you should contribute to your employer retirement plan at as 15%, put that in there, continue that even, you know, throughout beyond the age of 59 and a half. Mm, that, that's good. And the sooner, the better. And the sooner, the better. If you're just starting uh, your, your job, whether you be 18, 16, 20, the sooner, the better, the more, the better. Obviously, if you can do more than 15%, that's great, but that's kind of like a baseline, the 15% contribution, and you get the immediate benefit within a traditional 401k of an immediate tax deduction. So yeah. if the money goes directly from your payroll to your, pay, uh, to your checking account, mm -hmm. the government's going to take their part. Oh. Right? The IRS takes the money or your employer withholds it and then sends it to the IRS. But that's a huge ad advantage, and the government sets up this incentive to incentivize people to put money into their retirement plan. It's a huge tax advantage. And uh, as you said, Gary, the mm -hmm. sooner the better. And by the way, it's never too late to start. Don't feel bad if you haven't started. Just Get Sorry. on it. Get that 15% going into your employer retirement account. I guess there would be a chance if they did a 10% versus a 15%. Look at somebody's polio or <laughs> yeah, polio, their portfolio, and you find out the difference between just 5% over a 20-year period. Oh, yeah. It's a heck of a difference. That's a If you can afford it, go 15%, I would think. Heck, yeah. Fantastic uh, point there. If you, We can graph and chart these out. And the, the amount, just if you start, the earlier you start and the, the higher the percentage, the amount that you wind up with over a 25, 30-year period, it's pretty astounding. So, yeah, the more that you can put in, the better. The earlier that you can put in, the better. A lot of people, you know, some people have a match. And for instance, their employer will match 100% or maybe 150% of every they, everything they put in up to a cap of like five, 4%. So some people should really contribute. If you're not contributing, if you're not at least doing your employer match for, say, 4%, if a company's offering a 4% match and you're an employee and you're not doing that, then you're throwing money away. Uh, so yeah. you never want to do that. You work hard for your money. You should have your money working hard for you. 
and always make sure that you're taking advantage of the benefits that your employer is giving you. And a lot of times, you know, not only people sign up for their benefits for whether they be health or, you know, medical, whatever it might be, but the, the one of the benefits is if they have a 401k or a 403b match. So I'm going to rep- uh, repeat the number. Uh, if you'd like to schedule an appointment, Kevin Seven, eight seven seven Kevin's Seven. That's eight seven seven five three eight four six seven seven. We'll be right back. Having a hard time knowing what kind of income you may expect in retirement? Kevin Seven is a financial planning firm. We take you from financial confusion to financial confidence. A financial plan takes into account what you're making, spending, and saving, and forecasts that into the future. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7. That's 877-538-4677. We can schedule an appointment for you via Zoom, phone, or even in person. Or visit us on our website at kevin7.com, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. The first GOP debate of the season features one of the candidates being barred, even though he qualified from the debate stage. It featured censorship at the hands of the RNC and Fox News Channel. Not a great start to the election season. Meanwhile, over on X... The interview between President Trump and Tucker Carlson skyrocketing to record numbers. We'll talk about the fallout coming up on the Chris Alcedo Show. See you at 7 after Lance on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Homegrown country girl, gonna give me a word on a Tennessee Saturday. Lucky as a seven seven, here on 700 AM. And we are taking questions. If you'd like to call in, we'll continue to speak about the economy and the markets. We just spoke a little bit about NVIDIA, which doubled revenue from a year ago and has been the main the, the main poster child of the markets in the last week discussion by the, all of the talking heads. And so, you know, you can have, we, we talk about knowledge and doing a financial plan and investing, and but the, there's a big difference that people don't really understand, well, maybe quite a few people understand, but there's a difference between knowledge mm-hmm. and wisdom. You can get a lot of knowledge out there through the cable shows and through podcasts like ours and through all the financial shows that they have here on KSEV. But if you have the knowledge and you don't implement that knowledge into action, what good is that knowledge? It's ri- That's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. The wise person, they come in, they take that knowledge, and they implement that knowledge into action. So the, 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 the wise investor, they always look at doing a financial plan. They always look at hiring a financial advisor. And we're just going on data and stats here. Fidelity did a survey years ago before they even had financial advisors, and they looked at the people or investors that had a financial advisor, over 15 years, 15, 20 years, the investors that have a financial advisor have twice as much money in the, uh, over the 15, 20 years than people who do not have a financial advisor. And Gary, one of the main reasons I believe this is the case mm-hmm. Is that the financial advisor helps the investor implement that knowledge into action? So the Ah. wise investor, and we here we are on a Sunday, and 
talks about in the Bible that you have a multitude of counsel, and it's not good to be on an island by yourself whenever you're making any decision, and it's always good to have a second set of eyes on a portfolio or an investment choice or a financial plan. So that's why, you know, we take pride in using financial advi- financial planning as, as the foundation of what of how we work with people. And then the the investment part of it obviously we look at, and this is not uncommon, Gary. We have people who ca- call us up mm-hmm. through Ramsey or you know, just the, the radio show, wherever it comes from, the, the people come from, they don't know what they have inside of their retirement accounts. And it doesn't matter if it's their employer 401k or 403b, their employer retirement account. They, they, they think they've got mutual funds. And so this is very common that people don't know what they have. And that's why intuitively they knew to reach out to us through the Kevin7, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com website and schedule an, an appointment. And the, there's different options, obviously, that you can have when working with a financial advisor. So um, we spoke with a, a client last week, actually. Actually, it wasn't a client. It was somebody who came into us. And... They, they said, I have some kind of an annuity. What kind of, uh, so what kind of an annuity is it that you have? And this is very common, again, that people don't, they, I don't know what kind of an annuity is. And then I break down the kinds of annuities there are. Was it a variable annuity, meaning it goes up and down in value over the years? Is it an index annuity, which means it, it does not go down in value based on what the index does? Or is it a fixed annuity? where it just earns a certain interest rate. So, and again, don't know. So we have a a bank-encrypted technology where people can upload their statements and we can tell somebody what kind of an annuity it is. So it's very safe technology on this website. You see next to schedule the appointment on kevin7.com, there's a three-step process three-step start, and you or anybody can upload your statement, and we can tell you exactly what it is you have and potentially other recommendations. Now, it's a good thing just to do because it doesn't cost you anything to chat with us for on the first appointment. You can schedule a, an appointment. You can upload your statements through the website where it says three-step start. This is a financial plan. You, you, you start with a a financial plan login, and then you can upload your statements so that we can tell you what it is that you have. And so very common though, Gary, for people to know they're invested, but they they don't know exactly what it is. And we help at least, you know, show people what it is they have. And if it's, you know, something that we think that is fantastic, we'll tell them, hey, this is fantastic. You'd you, you're in the right investment choice in whatever account that you have, and let it ride. The annuity and, might not be good for everyone, then you're saying, correct? Yeah, so it just depends. Everybody is different, as we said on the earlier part of the show. Everybody has different needs. Most people have different wants. So... Sometimes an annuity is a good choice, and other times, maybe not so much. For example, somebody, annuities generally come with what's called a surrender charge. And if somebody doesn't need those funds, or people like to put buckets in their mind of their funds, right? So somebody who is wanting to use money out of a certain bucket in their mind, they wouldn't go into something that has a surrender charge, you know, within if they're going to use it within the next five years. However, somebody who doesn't mind setting aside a bucket of their money five years plus, then a five-year surrender annuity would potentially be an option for them. 
And these, and the reason being is because uh, there is a surrender penalty anytime someone takes out more than 10% mm-hmm. out of their annuity within a five-year surrender, within the five last first five years. But after the five years, right, that's, it becomes totally surrenderable. If it's a, on a five-year surrender, then they can withdraw all of the money if they need it. So it's something that people should be very cognizant of whenever they go into an annuity. It, that's what is the surrender time frame? Is it five years? Is it seven years? I've seen them all the way up to 14 years. So you, you need to be cognizant of it. And depending on what you want to do, that determines whether you should go into a variable annuity or an index annuity. If somebody does not want to lose any principal, then an index annuity might be an option for them to take a look at. We've seen some pretty high caps on index annuities lately. I've seen one that's 10.75%, which is the higher one uh, that I've seen in years. So what that means is on an index annuity, if it has a 10.75% cap, then if the, based on just one index, the if, if you put a hundred thousand dollars into it, then and the S and P five hundred goes up fifteen percent, you're capped at ten point seven five. So you get you know a little over a hundred and ten thousand in in change in that first year. It'll lock that in. That becomes your new floor. So you cannot lose whatever that new floor. So they ratchet up in a way of speaking on an indexed annuity. A variable annuity varies in return, and it goes up and down, and you can lose money in a variable annuity. You can lose principal. And so there are times that it's appropriate to go into a variable annuity if someone does not have an option to fund a retirement plan, for instance, and they don't want to use the money until they turn age 59 and a half. Mm. They can put money into a S&P 500 equivalent mutual fund inside of a variable annuity, and they are not taxed on the income or capital gains of that mutual fund until they withdraw the money in retirement. But anytime you go into an annuity, another caveat is that you need to know if it's non-retirement money that you're funding it with that when you're putting the money in, you want to make sure that that's staying in there until you turn at least age 59 and a half. Because guess what? The government, just like in a 401k contribution, when you put this tax deferred money into, now you fund it with non-retirement money. So it's after tax contribution. It's money that would be sitting in a savings account uh-huh. if you put it in. The technical term for this is a non-qualified deferred annuity. So it's after tax money. Somebody has, say, 100000 they don't want to use it until retirement, but they want stock market-type returns, they can put their money into a variable annuity. The caveat is, is that you don't, if you withdraw the money prior to age 59 and a half, then guess what? The government, IRS, will penalize you 10%. And as they will, if you take money out of a traditional retirement, any traditional retirement account, without any exemptions. There are exemptions in some cases, but at a, if you withdraw money out of a retirement account, the, the, the IRS, the government does this as an incentivation to have people put their money in long-term for retirement so that, that makes sense. you know, they, once you hit age 59 and a half, it's really the first magic number, age number in retirement because of the, the, the IRS no longer penalizes people for withdrawals out of retirement accounts at age 59 and a half. Mm. Now, that was a lot, Gary. If I'm you have any questions on any part of that, yeah, ask, 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 and I shall try to break it down and make it, uh, you know, try to take some of the confusion out of that. Captain Seven, your finances, and uh, I got this number here. It's starting to, I'm trying to, I'm not even... I'm I'm not even good at remembering my phone number, so you want me to give you their phone number, your phone number, and uh, oh, there it is. I knew I wrote it down somewhere. Well, it's easy it's, to remember. It's 
877-KEVINS-7. Just remember the S. Some people forget the S in the middle of it. 877-KEVINS-7 with the number 7 on the end of it. And 877-538-4677. That's right. Right, Kevin 7, your finances. Uh, We still have time before commercials and sponsors attack us. Tell me more about um, the 401k. You didn't really talk about that today. Yeah, 401k is for a for-profit company. I'm and 75. I have a 401k. I still work. Mm-hmm. I can pull it out now if I want, correct? Yes. If you needed the money, you could withdraw the money without an, any problem. a penalty uh, because you're beyond the age of 59 and a half. So people who are still working, in some cases, they've used this as a quasi-savings account. And because you don't have to pay the 10 percent penalty whenever you move the money out. But, you know, it's I am a huge advocate of always telling people never pay. You should you should never be paying taxes on money that you're not using. So instead of if you have money go from one of two places from your paycheck, you can have it go direct deposit into your checking account, or you can have it go directly into your 401k. The 401k, you get the immediate tax deduction benefit if it's a traditional 401k. Now they have Roth 401ks where it's an after-tax contribution. So you have the traditional 401k, the money goes directly in there, immediate deduction. If the money is sent from your payroll to your checking account, you're going to have, you know, they're withholding. So that is the advantage. You just want to make sure that at the end of the year, when you're looking back on if you put money into your checking account or you put money into your retirement account, if you have extra money that's sitting in a non-retirement account, like, for instance, your checking account or your savings account, it would have been better off had you put that money into your 401k or your employer retirement account because as Einstein said the most powerful entity in the universe is the power of compounding and compounding interest occurs faster inside of a tax-deferred account. So not only do you get the immediate benefit of the tax deductibility in your 401k, but you also get tax-deferred growth, which compounds faster than it would if you were having to receive a 1099 on an annual basis. You're going to have to pay on a mutual fund. Say if you own a mutual fund in a non-retirement account. The brokerage company or the registered investment advisor that bought the mutual fund for you, that that mutual fund spits out, and spit is kind of like a a yucky term or whatever, but that's really what it's doing. So it's appropriate in this this example. It spits out capital gains and dividends inside uh, into your 1099 into your account no matter if you just bought the mutual fund yesterday you'll still get a capital gain from a mutual fund manager if the mutual fund manager sells it out so it's not really fair for people to be in a non-retirement mutual fund right if if they're receiving these capital gains of that that they didn't even realize so that's why we're not a big fan of using mutual funds in non-retirement accounts. It would be more appropriate to use the equivalent inside of a variable annuity where the packaging is, is how I like to say, the variable annuity packages it and so that you don't have to pay the capital gains or the dividends income tax on it until you withdraw it. So you get that tax-deferred growth. And that's the, the huge benefit, right? So you've, you want to have never paid taxes on money that you're not using. And you can, obviously, it's totally legal to avoid taxes, and it's illegal to evade taxes. 
So there are many tax planning strategies that help you avoid paying unnecessary taxes. And unfortunately, people, you know, the general population doesn't know, doesn't know these overall tax planning strategies. And it's appropriate for people to sit down with a financial advisor to help them. Again, getting back to the, the financial planning foundation of Kevin Seven, so that we can find the best ways where they can set aside money that they're not using and not have to pay. We can defer the taxes potentially, um, depending on you know the account. So that is a, a kind of a, 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 a an answer for four hundred one k's, but also that applies to retirement accounts nine and a and half. So, you gave me another number about 59 and a half and then you had 70 what was the next yeah stage there's up? something called rmd which is this, <laughs> this uh industry and you know whether you talk to an accountant or cpa a, a financial advisor there are, there are so many anacronyms so rmd is one of the big ones that stands for required minimum distribution and that has moved up to the age of 73. So maybe it'll it, move up higher than my age. I'll stop my age for a while yeah. and wait for the thing. Well, to that's hit. why it wouldn't be good necessarily for you to roll your 401k into an IRA. Ah. You would, uh, once your money is in an IRA, you would have to take the RMD, the required minimum distribution. IRA, by the way, stands for individual retirement account. Once you turn age 59 and a half, even though you're still employed, or by the way, if you leave your former employer, you can roll that money into an IRA, an individual retirement account. But just so you know that whenever you turn the age of 73 now, thanks to the Secure Act 2.0, they used to be 70 and a half. And so, and they have actually indexed it so that it does go higher after the age of 73. So, you know, that we're talking about the tax deferred growth and how that's an advantage for investors to have their money compounding faster. So they, they give, the government gives the incentive on the upfront to get the tax deductibility. But at some point, the government wants that money in the taxation. So that's why these RMDs, these required minimum distributions come into play. And why, that's why you... You know, there are certain strategies that you can use to take a minimum amounts out. Now, there is there is a chart. Once you start, they put you on a on an RMD schedule. And most brokerage firms, they should tell you now on your statement whether you have an RMD or required minimum distribution that is due. And there are penalties. Boy, the penalties mm -hmm. used to be really steep. If somebody forgot to take their required minimum distribution after, you know, prior to age 70 and a half. And now they've, with that last Secure Act 2.0 that was signed into law at last December, they've created a little bit more leniency. They were harsh. There was like 50% penalties that the IRS would charge on those. Mm, wow. So that's uh, <laughs> the required minimum distribution, which... You know, this is a lot of stuff to remember. You can always go back to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. Look at Kevin's 7 to get a re replay on this. Or, obviously, we'd love to chat with you. We love to talk to people one-on-one -on -one in their financial situation because we give, can give more specific answers. Depending, As we said, everybody has different needs and wants, and so depending on what somebody's needs and wants are, we can give more specific advice. But this is also a good way for people to come back and review a podcast. I have clients that uh, we spoke on structured notes, which is a new... Many financial advisors don't use structured notes, but I think they're a fantastic option as an enhancement to somebody's portfolio. And we had that episode number eight on any of our podcasting stream that we spent a lot of time on those structured notes. So uh, feel free to go back and listen to any of those podcasts. And usually I, I type in the, the major subjects that we speak on. 
So you can scroll up and down on our show's page, any podcast stream, and find, you know, anything that you're really interested in on there. I was wondering, you have this whole bunch of paper that I have. It's, it's, it's all about structured notes. See, I take notes. Oh, good. You're taking Not, notes if I don't, on the structure. I have to carry it around because I'll forget everything anyway. <laughs> well, that's why you got the podcast. Ah. I'll help you set up your podcast on your phone after the show. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's Kevin Seven you're hearing from right now, and you can give him a call. At 877-KEVINS, K-E-V-I-N-S. Is that K capitalized, by the way? It doesn't matter, yeah. If you go to the, the website, it's K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7, dot com. Okay. And you can find my email on there. You can find a way to schedule an appointment. You can even start a financial plan where you get your own login. And if you want us to take a look at your statements, because... As I said, most people don't know what they have going on inside of their account. That's extraordinarily common. Uh, I, you know, I would say way more than half of the people who we have, uh, first people, you know, anybody listening to the show, they can call us up and we can see what they've got. Most, I'd say more than half don't know really what it is that they have. So if anything else... Whenever we review somebody's statement, we can at least give them more confidence into what it is they have inside of their account, whether it be a brokerage account, 401k account, or, you know, a savings account. And by the way, mm-hmm. you know, these bank accounts, they're still only paying half a percent, which is pretty, pretty, pretty low. You want to go into a money market account and get at least the 5.2% that uh, you work hard for your money. You should have your money working hard for you, right? So your money is not working hard for you if it's sitting in a bank account earning less than 1%. You should at least have that money and potentially a money market account that'll get you 5.2%. And then if you want to go out on the time, that's money markets are totally liquid, meaning you can get in and out of them as you want on a daily basis. No penalties. No penalties. Now, if you were to go into a structured note, you would time frame that out to where it's some money that maybe you're not going to use for the next year and a half. And they has a term or a termination date of, say, 18 months, mm-hmm. which is a year and a half. Then it was appro- it could be appropriate to go into a structured note with an 18-month term that will pay you more than a money market. Obviously, you would want, if you're going to tie up your money for at least a year and a half, you want something higher return than daily liquidity of a money market. So the minimum everybody should be earning on their account is, you know, a money market account is 5.2%. Wow. That's, so How long has it been since it was there? You know, It's been, you know, when I first got back in the industry back in early 97, it was, it was about that high. It was the, yeah, low 5%. Well, and it's, it was no brainer for people back then to put their money from it, move it from a checking account or a saving account that has less than 1% interest into a money market account. And they get, you know, you, you get the you get the interest. Now, don't forget about it. People always talk about stock market risk and they talk about uh, principal risk, which, you know, where you can lose your money. But everybody forgets, not everybody, there are some smart, there, there are quite a few smart people out there. But the the one thing that people oftentimes do not remember is that you have inflation risk. And we learned that. A lot of people might have forgotten that prior to the last couple of years because we weren't in an inflation environment. The last two, three years, right? Mm-hmm. Last year in particular, 9% inflation. Mm. So if you have 100000 and you put that into a money market account, and you're getting 5% interest, but inflation is 9%. Let me figure that out. You've lost the math here. Inflation. 4%. Inflation, 9% minus the 5% you're getting in a money market account. That's 4% purchasing power that you've lost. So the inflation risk 
is that's why people should take a look at going into U.S. stocks. Uh, in the long run, there's been no better investment choice that I'm aware of that has out. And we, we talk about real estate, and we can go into a discussion at that at some point. But U.S. stocks, simpler. Uh, we like to keep it simple. It's going to outperform inflation better than any other investment choice out there. 281-558-5738 is our number. We have Kevin Seven. Tell us more about stuff, maybe even real estate, when we uh, come back. This is Kevin Seven, Turf and Ants. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. See how far you make it down. There are three things you need to know when choosing a financial advisor. Number one, experience. Number two, credentials. And number three, judgment ability. I have over 27 years experience in the industry. I am a chartered retirement planning counselor, CRPC, and an MBA. Although past performance doesn't guarantee future results, we can show you that we've delivered results that double the S&P 500. Don't hesitate, call us at 877-KEVIN-7 or visit us on our website, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. Catch Chris X Radio weekdays at 4, right here on AM 700 KSEV. Morris Brown College in Atlanta has reintroduced mask mandates, as well as Lionsgate in Santa Monica. Sleepy Joe is urging everyone to get their new boosters. The Branch Covidians are back, folks, and they can't wait to force you to submit. But don't worry, it's just two weeks to flatten the curve again. Chris X Radio. Weekdays 4 till 6, right here on The Voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are back. Speaking about your finances. Name of the firm is Kevin's 7, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7, and I'm Kevin. And we have given a breakdown. I've talked a little bit of what happened in the market last week. And with NVIDIA, that was the big news. The NASDAQ was up as a result of it. Right now, there's, there's a lot of things going on with the markets and the economy. The S&P 500 has... Um, there's something called an equity risk premium. And usually whenever you go into stocks versus bonds, you should get compensated for taking on that risk because stocks are more risky than bonds, at least in the short term, right? So we're talking short term. The Mm -hmm. stocks can go up and down. And right now that risk premium has gone to zero. So there are some concerns that, uh, you know, this risk premium is zero. So people might not get as much value in the market. And we're currently in a bull market still. But, you know, even in a bull market, you have something called a correction. Or a pullback, and I've heard of that. Yeah, ten. They're no fun. You could have a pullback of ten percent, which is not uncommon. Okay. There is uh, something called the Relative Strength Index (RSI), and it tells a technical analyst whether it might be, whether an index might be overbought. So with that, uh, we've had a really good run up this year. We've had tech stocks do fantastic. We've had NVIDIA report double earnings, but we are seeing some 
potential issues with the relative strength index. We talk a little bit here also about the Fed. You never, one theme always through investing, you never want to fight the Feds. So yeah. right now there's only a 10% chance that the Fed is going to raise rates in the month of September. But hmm. we look at volatility and we look at bad months in the market and uh, guess what? We're you know coming up on not so good of uh, a month, September. It is not usually a good month in the market. So you can look at months in September, and you can see they usually, on average, have negative performance. Then you can also not only look at performance, you can also look at volatility or implied volatility. There's an index, Gary, called the VIX, V-I-X. It's implied volatility. Mm -hmm. And yeah. on my talk, uh, on my ticker screen, whenever I, I look at the Kevin 7, as I do on a regular daily basis, and then the indexes, I also have the VIX up there. And so whenever you have higher VIX numbers or volatility, usually that means that stock market's going down. And right now, we are, I'm looking at a chart right here, and we're in 30, the week 34, pretty close to it. And I'm looking at week 34 up until week 40. Obviously, there's 52 weeks in a year, right? Yeah. But uh, we're looking at anywhere between, you know, 34, week 34 to week 42. You got a historical performance of volatility that is high. I mean, it really starts to go up right here. So with that, you should have extreme caution right now when going into stocks. You know, over the long period of time, we talk about strategically, you're always going to be better off in U.S. stocks. But on a short-term basis, tactically, you know, tactics make up a strategy. Your overall strategy of investing, you're going to be fine over a long period of time when it comes to investing in the stock market. But tactically... You want to have a financial advisor that's aware of what the volatility is doing, aware of what the performance is in certain months, so that they can help give you good performance. You want to have super premium in your car, if possible, rather than you know, something that's made out of uh, corn oil, right? So mm. you want to have the super premium in your vehicle and that's you know appropriate for a financial advisor to look at that technically for you 877-KEVIN-7 my staff in particular Susan should answer the phone and we can get you on the calendar thanks for listening to your finances with Kevin 7 if you have a question for Kevin during the week you can give him a call at 877-KEVIN-7 or you can email him at K-E-V-I-N-S, the number seven, dot com. And tune in again next Sunday at one o'clock for your finances with Kevin Seven, right here on KSEV. Kevin Coogley is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.